the legit podcast pro and their intellectual property, what it is, how and why you should protect and respect it on this episode of Legit Pod. Hello and welcome to Legit Podcast Pro. I am Gordon Firemark, the podcast lawyer. And today we are continuing to explore what that title, Legit Podcast Pro, means. This time we're exploring the intellectual property part of the equation for the Legit Pro. So for the past few episodes, I've been diving into what this title, Legit Podcast Pro, really is all about and what it's meant to convey. And see, I've been working with podcasters since, well, pretty much the dawn of the medium. Uh, and I can tell you without reservation at all that the podcasts that do the best are the ones that are run most professionally. Take a look at any of the top 100 podcasts, define that term top however you like, and you'll see that the vast majority are made by companies, not individuals. And, uh, you know, it's not some some uh, guy in his garage putting it all on the line without some kind of a business structure to protect him and his uh investment of time, energy, and those kinds of things. You'll see that there's usually a team of people involved and that most of these podcasters are taking care to protect their intellectual property, to respect other people's intellectual property, no casual infringements and things, and they've got the right permissions and and explanations and things like that. And you will see the ones that are making a profit, well, you can bet they've got good processes, systems, contracts, and controls in place to make sure that they're doing things right, and that they're actually getting paid. Podcasting may feel like a hobby to you, but it is a business, and business success depends on a professional approach. You take your your sound quality seriously, and you give it professional quality sound. You try for professional quality video if you're doing video. Uh, the content itself, pro quality there. And you need to have a professional level of quality behind the scenes too, systems for booking guests and choosing topics. And you, you should also have systems in place to make sure that you are safe from things like lawsuits and liabilities and disputes over who owns the show and who owns what and is responsible for things, employment and labor disputes, threats to your intellectual property, the threats relating to other people's intellectual property. Now, I've already in the past couple of episodes laid out the first two parts of my essential four-quadrant framework for setting up your podcast the way the pros do. First, the business structure, and second, the team structure. So in this episode, we're going to look at the third quadrant, your legit intellectual property strategy. Because when you've got things structured and set up right, and you've got confidence that everything is handled, that's when you feel comfortable taking big, bold, decisive actions that'll propel your show and your business forward to the utmost success. So let's dive right in and talk about your legit intellectual property strategy. First off, we probably ought to just answer the basic question, what is intellectual property? Well, imagine that you've created something cool and unique. Maybe it's a song, a book, a painting, a brand new gadget, or a podcast episode or artwork or something like that. Intellectual property is like this big umbrella that refers to the legal protection for all of these kinds of creations of the mind, products of the mind, we sometimes say. It's there to make sure that your work stays yours. And if others want to use it, they usually need your permission first, and you can charge them money to give them that permission. So intellectual property breaks down into a few key classes or, or types of intellectual property. Copyrights are all about the artistic creations like books and music and movies and yes, podcast episodes. If you've ever seen that little C circle in a symbol, C in a, in a circle symbol, that is copyright 
uh, notice, and it's there to let you know that it's copyrighted. It protects your work from being copied or shared without your say-so. Trademarks, uh, think of logos or brand names, trademarks help consumers identify products and services from specific companies and to prevent confusion in the marketplace. Patents are for inventions, and they are there to protect original, uh, not original, unique and non-obvious inventions. They give the inventor uh, exclusive rights to those inventions uh, so no one else can make, use, or sell them without the inventor's permission. And then there are trade secrets, a little like a secret recipe. It covers confidential information that gives a business a competitive edge. Think the Coca-Cola formula or KFC's 11 herbs and spices. So intellectual property is super, cru- uh, super crucial for creators and businesses. It ensures that your ideas, inventions, and various kinds of creations are recognized as yours and offer legal protection to help you control how they're used out there in the world. So it lets you keep creating and rest easy knowing that intellectual property law is there to protect you. So let's now talk about how to protect your own intellectual property. As a podcaster, your content is your voice, and it's imperative that you protect it. Copyright law can seem daunting, but it's actually your best friend in the podcasting world. Copyright protects original works of authorship. That means that your unique content from your scripts to your recorded episodes, your artwork, your show logos, things like that are entirely protected. But remember, it doesn't protect ideas or formats. Now, the great news is that you own a copyright the moment you create the work, as long as it's original and you've fixed it in some tangible form, written, recorded, etched in stone, whatever, it's yours. No special steps required, no registration required, but it is a good idea to register because that allows you to take the legal action if someone uses your content without permission and to collect attorney's fees and money damages if they do. It's really all about safeguarding that creativity. Now, let's shift gears to trademarks. Trademarks protect distinctive names, symbols, and phrases when they're used to identify the source or origin of goods or services. Things like your podcast title or those catchy segment names you might have come up with. Now, the process of trademark registration is important, and it involves a few steps. Starts with a search to ensure that your trademark is, in fact, distinctive and not confusingly similar with others. And then you file an application with the federal government uh, along with a fee and some proof that it's in use in commerce. And you are eventually entitled to a uh, certificate of registration that gives you some benefits. It legally prevents others from using brands and marks that could be confused with your brand identity. And that means you have exclusive rights. It does come at a bit of a cost trademark registration, but for most, it's going to be much less cost than it would be to rebrand to avoid confusion in the marketplace later on, or God forbid, to deal with an infringement situation if you're confusingly similar to someone who was there before you. Now, moving on, it's just as crucial that we respect others' intellectual property as it is to protect our own. This is where things can get tricky, but hey, we've got you covered. First off, Everybody loves adding music or clips to our episodes, but look, it's essential that you do that legally. Using copyrighted material without permission can lead to some pretty significant consequences. Now, what we can do is uh, look to 
legal sources for media and discuss alternatives like the creative commons that can be a goldmine for podcasters. Another good solution is to use licensed music from a service that um, you subscribe to and you have access to their whole catalog as long as you remain a subscriber. And with most of those, you're, you're grandfathered in. So if you've created an episode today and you cancel your membership tomorrow, those episodes that you've already made remain licensed. Um, or you could do uh, royalty-free licensing where you just pay a one-time fee for license uh, to a particular piece of music that you want to use. But you do have to be careful to read the fine print you know, in detail. Sometimes it's a one-time use license. Sometimes it allows multiple uses. So you want to double-check those kinds of things. Now, sometimes you will want to use something that absolutely is protected and requires some permission. What you need to do in that situation is identify who owns the work. Reach out to them and um, and ask for the permission for what you're going to do. You'll, they'll usually want you to tell them exactly the context and how much time and, and the, you know how long a clip you're going to use and those kinds of things. And what's tricky here is that when you're using music in particular, you have two copyrights that you have to think about. The first is the musical composition written by the songwriters. And the second one is the master recording, the, the record, the CD, the, the track on which the, that composition is embodied. So you need to get permission from the owner of the composition, which is either the songwriters themselves or their music publishing company and the record company that uh, put out the record. If you're dealing with an independent artist, that may all be in one, one stop shopping, but in most instances, it's not. Don't rely on uh, companies like ASCAP or BMI who will tell you that they've got all the rights you need, but it's not quite true. They don't cover synchronization of, uh, of material in new media creations. All they cover is the performance of the song on radio or, or so on. Podcasting is a little different from radio, and even these organizations don't quite understand those differences. Now, whenever we talk about licensing and copyright, people bring up the concept of fair use. It is a defense under the United States copyright law, a defense based on our First Amendment, the freedom of speech, freedom of press amendment. And it allows limited use of copyrighted material without getting that permission. But I want to be really, really clear here. Fair use is not a free pass. It depends on four factors, and it requires a case-by-case -case analysis for each thing you use without permission each time. It is often misunderstood even by otherwise very smart lawyers and judges, and it is tricky and expensive to rely on this defense. In many cases, it's actually much more expensive than getting the permission that you need. So that's why I discourage most creators from relying on fair use, unless you're dead solid certain that what you're doing is, you know, cultural criticism and commentary of the thing that you're using in the show. And for most podcasts, that's just not the way it's being done. So let me sum up with some practical tips and best practices. As podcasters, it is not just about creating. It's about protecting and respecting our creations too. So let's break this down into a couple of digestible chunks. Protecting your content. First up, how do you protect the content you've worked so hard to create? Well, with copyright, start with basic record keeping. Make backups of all your media files and notes about what was created and when. 
having this provable timeline can prove very important if there's ever a lawsuit. Uh, this is a digital world, and with that comes the need maybe for some digital rights management, DRM. This involves various technologies and methods to prevent unauthorized copying and sharing digital content. Not so much a thing in podcasting, but it's worth being aware of. And it's not just about technology, but also about that awareness and vigilance. You got to keep an eye out for what's going on out there in the world and, you know, run searches for your titles and your work and register your property for copyright. It's not required, but it is that good idea. And you want to do it before the work gets infringed so you can make sure you get the maximum value of the damages available and attorney's fees. Trademark registration in your home country and any other countries where you have a big audience, uh, audience of a meaningful size, is the best way to protect against confusingly similar brands being used in competition with your show's title. Now, if you have a big catalog of intellectual property, that monitoring I was mentioning really becomes crucial. There are tools available that alert you when your content appears somewhere that it shouldn't. These are sort of your digital watchdogs. They can scan the internet and let you know if your content's being used without your permission. Uh, something as simple as a programmed Google search can help out with this a lot. This is especially useful for identifying if your podcasts are being re-uploaded or shared on platforms that you didn't consent to. And look, if you do find someone infringing on your rights, what's next? Well, that's where it's important to know what legal actions are at your disposal. This could range from sending them just a quick note saying, hey, I didn't realize you, you probably didn't realize it, but I own a copyright and please stop what you're doing. Or it could be a more formal cease and desist letter or a DMCA takedown or actual legal action with a claim either in the copyright claims board or a lawsuit in federal court. Remember, enforcing your rights is nearly as important as having them. It's all about setting boundaries and protecting your work. On the other side is avoiding infringement. This is about ensuring that while you're creating your amazing content, you are also respecting other people's intellectual property rights. The first step, be well-informed. Now, this episode has given some good information, but it's really just scratching the surface. The details can matter, so you're going to want to do your due diligence and and look into it, ask around, and so on. This is not just about protecting yourself. It's also about respecting the creative community. And sometimes, well, you might need expert advice. So don't hesitate to consult with legal experts, especially when you're dealing with complex intellectual property matters. A little professional guidance can go a long way in ensuring that you're on the right track and uh, safe from liability. And finally, Focus on creating original content. This is the heart and soul of being a creator. Now, while it's okay to draw inspiration from others, ensure that your work is original and unique to you. This not only helps avoid infringement, but also sets your podcast apart in this increasingly crowded space. If you do have to use earlier work to springboard your own, have a look at public domain works. That's material where the copyrights have expired, usually after 95 years. Uh, think about it. That's why so many of Disney's most famous feature animation films are retellings of fairy tales and short story, folk stories and things. So that's a wrap for today's episode. We have covered an awful lot of ground from protecting your own intellectual property to respecting others. And remember, your podcast is not just a show. It's a brand and a creative work that deserves protection in and of itself. So keep these tips in mind and you will be on your way to podcast success with confidence and legal savvy. Thanks for tuning in to Legit Podcast Pro. Don't forget to subscribe for more insights and stay tuned for our next episode. I'm Gordon Firemark, the podcast lawyer, signing off. 
So keep it legal and keep it real. Oh, hey, before I go, if you're interested in a deeper dive into what it means to be a legit podcast pro, I've got an upcoming free workshop, Business and Legal Fundamentals for Podcast Growth and Profit. You can register by visiting event.podcastlaw.net. And that's it for now. I will see you again very soon. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back next week.